Good morning. How is everybody today? Good. Happy Independence Day. Um, I'm sorry for anybody that was hoping for a 4th of July message. Um, when I first um, picked this date, I was like, ooh, this will be easy. I'll talk about freedom and just have a really simple message. And then the Lord put something else on my heart. Um, so I'm talking nothing about the 4th of July. But happy Independence Day. Um, I tried to wear a little bit of red, even though this is burgundy. But close enough. Um, so this is week one of our new series, Remodel. Um, and basically the idea behind this is we want to look at a different, um, just kind of misconception in the church each week and remodel our thought process behind it and remodel how we look at it. Um, we want to recreate the way we view ideas in the church. Um, so today I'm going to be talking about hearing from God, the voice of God. And I want to remodel and just kind of change the way we see that. So our remodel takeaway, this is your first fill-in, is God wants to speak to me. God wants to speak to me. He wants to speak to you individually, personally, on a personal level. I think so many times um, there's this misconception that God just speaks to us on Sunday mornings in church through a pastor. And that's kind of the only time that we're seeking the voice of God. We're seeking to hear from the Lord. Um, but today, I hope the one thing I want you to take away as you're leaving, what I want you to remember is God wants to speak to you personally. If y'all just want to say that um, phrase with me, God wants to speak to me. God wants to speak to me. One more time. God wants to speak to me. That's what I want you to take away. He wants to speak to you. Um, a lot of times we just think that he's going to speak in these big prophecies or um, through a pastor on stage, and that's all, that, that's all that he is. And those moments are amazing when we have a powerful service or when God does have that personal touch and a message, and he prophesies just to you. But I think more than that, our faith is built up in those quiet whispers when he talks to you in the mundane and the day-to-day, -day, when he speaks to you just in that gentle, quiet whisper. And that's, that's what I want you to leave here thinking about and just seeking his voice out, seeking to hear from him. Because um, that's when he wants to speak to us the most. That's when our faith is really built in those little day-to-day -day moments, those tiny moments, those little whispers. Um, so today's scripture is actually all in the Old Testament. Um, but there is a big difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament that I want to talk about um, before we get into there, and that's the Holy Spirit. Um, because in the Old Testament, they did not have the gift of the Holy Spirit yet. They did not have that. Um, and that's um, really the biggest difference in the New Testament. After Jesus came, um, he ascended into heaven. He said he was going to leave the advocate for us. He was going to leave the Holy Spirit for us. Um, and that's what we have that they did not have in the Old Testament. And that is the biggest way that we hear the voice of God. That's how the Lord speaks to us in the Holy Spirit. Um, back in the Old Testament, hearing from the Lord was not very common. He would normally just um, speak to priests or prophets. Um, you would hear Moses in the burning bush. God told Noah to build an ark. We'd hear these big things. Um, but we, it wasn't very common to hear from the Lord. Um, but after Jesus ascended into heaven, that's when we got the Holy Spirit. That's when we get to hear from the Lord in the day-to-day. -day. That's when he is with us. That's when um, he is always with you. He can always speak to you. Um, and he can speak to you on that personal level. Um, so I'm not qualified, and I'm definitely not going to take the time to try to give a um, deep theological explanation of the Holy Spirit. That's not what I feel like God has called us to today. But I think it's very important for you to realize as we're reading today, that's how the Lord wants to speak to you is through the Holy Spirit. Um, and I think if we had to sum up who the Holy Spirit is in the most simple way, 
Um, it's just that inner voice that guides and corrects you. Um, Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as the advocate. If I had to describe Holy Spirit in just one word, I would say helper. He is the one who directs and guides my life. He's the one that connects us back to God. He's the one that corrects us and guides us. Um, so as we're reading today, just kind of remember the Holy Spirit is what we have. That is a gift that we have. Um, and that's how we hear from the Lord. Um, so we are going to be in the Old Testament. Um, and if I sound out of breath, I am a little nervous. But if you haven't noticed, I am a little pregnant. Um, so there's a baby just taking up my lung capacity. So if I sound out of breath or if I'm going slow or anything, it's, it's just the baby's fault. Um, so we're going to go ahead and hop in. Um, and I'm actually going to make myself slow down if I read and follow on my notes. So if I'm looking at my computer a lot, I'm just trying to make myself slow down so I don't run out of breath in the middle of this. Um, but we're going to go ahead and jump in to the scripture today. Um, and we're going to be looking in 1 Samuel. And I like to just read the whole story and then go back and kind of break it apart. Um, so this is 1 Samuel 3. Um, we're going to start in verse 1. And I just now saw this clicker, but Chloe, you're doing a great job. So I'm just going to let you do it. <laughs> uh, so this is verse 1. It says, Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare, and visions were quite uncommon. One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly the Lord called out, Samuel, yes, Samuel replied, what is it? He got up and ran to Eli, here I am, did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied, go back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. Again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am, did you call me? I didn't call you, my son, Eli said. Go back to bed. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called a third time. Once again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am, did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again, and if someone calls you again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed, and the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. If you go on to read that, the Lord speaks to him, and Samuel gets to hear from the Lord. Um, but the first point that I have is Samuel had a servant's heart. Samuel had a servant's heart. And if you go back to verse 1, it says it right there. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord. He served the Lord. Um, and like I said, this is the Old Testament. So a lot of times it was very rare to hear from the Lord. So it makes you kind of want to wonder, you know, why did God pick Samuel? Why did God decide to speak to Samuel? And I think one of the first factors is Samuel had that servant's heart. Samuel was serving the Lord. He was looking to the Lord. Um, so in our day-to-day -day lives, I think we need to get that servant mindset. You know, Pastor Kelly's used, used this example before. If you see something, a piece of trash that needs to be picked up, don't think, oh, well, somebody else is going to get that. Take up that servant mindset. It's not just serving in the nursery and serving in these little areas, which are very important. But just having that servant's heart, having that servant's mindset that you're you're a servant of the Lord. If you see something that needs to be done, you're going to do it. If you see someone that needs to be prayed for, if you see something that needs to be cleaned up, the littlest to biggest thing, if the Lord is calling you to something, 
that you're a servant of the Lord and you're going to go out and do it. You're going to go out and listen to the Lord. And I think that's what made Samuel different in this story. My second point, not all of them were as short as the first one, so don't get too excited. <laughs> um, the second one, we need mentors in our life. We need mentors in our life. And if you go back to verse 8, it says, Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, Go and lie down again. And if someone calls you again, say, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. We need people in our life that are going to guide and direct us, that are going to help us see when God is speaking to us in our life, when God is trying to move. God had placed Eli in Samuel's life to help him learn to hear from the Lord. Um, being confident in hearing from the Lord is going to take time, and we have to have like-minded people around us that we can look up to. We need people in our life that we can look up to for guidance. A lot of times, you know, we just kind of look up to those people, um, but they need to guide and direct you. And the second point that I have is literally the opposite of my first feeling, but we can't rely on the mentors for our personal relationship with Jesus. We need those mentors in our life. We need people that are going to speak life into us, that are going to build us up, that are going to guide and direct us and help us um, figure out what the Lord is doing in our lives to be our support system. But we cannot rely on those mentors for our personal relationship with Jesus. The key with Eli, he saw that the Lord was calling Samuel. He saw that the Lord was trying to speak to him. Eli didn't say, oh, well, this is what the Lord is saying. Go and, you know, here it is. He said, here, next time the Lord speaks to you, next time this happens, here is what you need to do. And we need mentors and people in our life that aren't just going to carry us through life and aren't just going to just do it all for us. We need people that are going to push us, that are going to correct us when we're wrong, that are going to call us out. A lot of times we don't want that, but that's what we need. Um, I lost my breath a little bit there. We're okay. See, I get excited and then I just forget to breathe. It is okay. Um, but um, we cannot just be relying on the words of a spiritual leader. Um, you will never have that personal relationship with Jesus that we are meant to have. If you're relying on the words of a spiritual leader, if you're looking to the pastors on Sunday, if you're looking just for Sunday to hear from the Lord, you're never going to have that personal relationship, but that's what we're created for. We're created to worship the Lord, but we're at the most, at the core, created for a personal relationship with Jesus. He wants to speak to you on an intimate level. A lot of you guys know that Ben and I were high school sweethearts, um, and kind of a little bit of our story of how we first met. Um, our best friend, Gabriel French, a lot of you guys may know him, he introduced us. So Gabriel was Ben's childhood best friend. And then, yeah, really sweet. They were best friends. Um, and then me and Gabriel um, rode the bus together. We had a class together. So we weren't as good as friends as, me, as him and Ben, but they were close. Um, but when Gabriel first introduced us, it would have been awkward if Gabriel was like, here's Ben, here's Amanda, and then he just kind of left us on our own. So really... The first three years of our relationship, Gabriel was with us all the time. Every Friday night, we would go bowling at Crystal Springs Bowling Alley in Dayton. Um, and then we'd go to Snowbiz and get Snowbiz. So Gabriel was really always with us. But eventually, mine and Ben's relationship developed where we did not need Gabriel to help us talk and have a relationship. Um, if we would have gotten married and Gabriel still lived with us, that would be a little weird. It would be a little awkward. Um, but even though that concept sounds so crazy, that's what we do with our walk with the Lord. 
what's meant to be a personal and intimate relationship is just relying on the words of others. You're just relying on mentors and other people in your life to guide and direct you. When at some point, that relationship should develop into that personal relationship. That, develop, that relationship needs to develop into something more. At first, if you're new to this, if this is your first time, or if you're new in your walk, you need that mentor. You need someone to guide and direct you and to help you every step of the day. But eventually, that's not what we should rely on. Eventually, we need to rely on the voice of the Holy Spirit. We need to rely on our personal relationship. Because God wants to speak to you personally. I'm losing my breath so bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but on that takeaway, I just, I can't hide it. Normally, I can kind of hide it, but I can't hide it. I'm, it's coming back. <laughs> but I think that's what we need to take away is God wants to talk to us personally. God wants to speak to you personally. God just doesn't speak through the people on the stage. God just doesn't speak on Sunday mornings. He wants to speak to you personally. He is there waiting for you to speak to him. He is wanting to speak. He is wanting to have that intimate relationship with you. And all he's doing is just waiting on you to listen, for you to be there and to turn to him. And then my final point, um, back to verse, well, my final point. Understanding takes time. It takes time we go back to verse 7, it says, Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. And this is probably, it may be one of my favorite verses like in the entire Bible because it shows we all have a beginning. Because it's really easy to look in the Bible and see all of the things that Samuel did. If you read the rest of 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel, Samuel went and did a lot for the Lord. He was very obedient. He um, was used by the Lord in big ways. But this was his beginning. We all have a beginning. We all have a place where he wants to start moving in his life. And right here, this is Samuel's beginning. He did not yet know the Lord because he had never heard from the Lord. Maybe that's where some of you guys are this morning. You've never really relied on the Holy Spirit. You've never really trusted him fully. So you don't know what it's like to walk it all out. You don't know what it's like to be completely obedient. But we all have a place to start. It's so easy to look, especially in the church, at people that are older and wiser and think there's so much better to pray for someone else than you are. You know, this person needs to go speak encouragement because I'm not qualified for that. You know, they're wiser. They have more experience. They would better. They'd be better. But it takes time for us to develop and get that stronger relationship. And we got to allow ourselves to have those moments to trust. We got to allow ourselves to have moments. If we're always asking for someone else wiser, we're never going to get that wisdom. It would be really easy for when we have the altar services for us all just to say, okay, go pray with Dee because he always has healings. He always has all these things happen. But maybe God is wanting to use me to do something. Maybe he's wanting to work through me and for me to develop my relationship deeper. But if you're always relying on someone more spiritual, then you're going to miss out on what God wants to do through you. God may be just calling you because he wants to grow your personal relationship. God wants to use you. God wants to speak to you. He, there's an intimate personal relationship that I think we're missing. There's a disconnect because we're just trusting all the pastors. We're trusting all these people and just looking to them. But God wants to speak to you personally on a personal level. He wants to move through you. And when we tr begin to try to hear from God, when we begin to try to take trust the Holy Spirit, it's going to take time. 
At first, Samuel was new to this. It took the Lord three times and Eli's help for him to actually hear from the Lord, for him to actually understand, oh, the Lord is speaking to me? Like, what, what do you need? What do you want? It's going to take time. He may have to call you out multiple times. He may have to speak in different ways through different people, but he's calling you. And the key in our life, the key is that we're trying to hear from him. We're trying to see where the Lord is speaking, where he's moving. And I want to go to one more little section of scripture. Um, and this is 1 Samuel 16. And all throughout Samuel, you can see where Samuel was obedient after that first encounter with the Lord. He began to get the, hear the Lord's voice. He began to understand and trust the Lord. Um, but this one is one of my favorite stories because it talks about David. Um, and hopefully you guys are familiar with David. God had used David in mighty ways all in this. But this is David's beginning. Um, and when Samuel went and anointed David. Um, and this is the um, direction. I think the story just shows the importance of having confidence that you can hear from the Lord. The having confidence in the voice of the Lord. Because it's one thing to try to listen to the Lord and then maybe follow through. But this story kind of just adds another level of why we need confidence. Um, so this is 1 Samuel 16, verse 1. It says, Now the Lord said to Samuel, You have mourned long enough for Saul. I have rejected him as king of Israel. So fill your flask with olive oil and go to Bethlehem. Find a man named Jesse who lives there, for I have selected one of his sons to be my king. So then it goes through kind of all the details of what Samuel's supposed to do. And then if we jump to verse 6, When they arrived, Samuel took one look at Eliab and thought, Surely this is the Lord's anointed. Um, and if Samuel was not confident in his ability to hear from God, um, I think the story would have ended there. A lot of times we like to follow God until we can make sense of the rest. So Samuel could have said, well, the Lord told me to go find Jesse, find his sons. And then in verse 6, well, okay, I can make out the rest. This is the Lord's anointed. He's the first son. You know, this is how it's going to be. And he could have anointed him. And we do that in our lives a lot. You know, we come into the altar, we're seeking direction. We have no idea what God is doing. Nothing makes sense. And then God gives you a little bit of peace. He gives you a little bit of direction. And it's like, oh, well, I can see the rest. I can see what he's doing now. And then you quit listening to the Lord. You, can't, you quit hearing from the Lord. You quit seeing what he's wanting to do because you, the rest kind of made sense. And you could have missed out. But Samuel was attentive, and he didn't rely on himself. He didn't rely on everything else. He trusted the voice of the Lord, and he kept listening to the Lord. And this is what the Lord says in verse 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see the things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Then Jesse told his son Abadab, to step forward and walk in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, This is not the one the Lord had chosen. Next, Jesse summoned Shemiah. But Samuel said, Neither is this one the Lord has chosen. In the same way, all seven of Jesse's sons were presented to Samuel. But Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen any of these. Then Samuel asked, Are these all the sons you have? There is still the youngest, Jesse replied. But he's out in the field watching the sheep and goats. Again, Samuel had to be confident in his ability to hear from the Lord. He had to be confident he was hearing correctly. I'm sure it could have been really easy for Samuel to doubt here. If I was Samuel, I would have been like, I've somehow missed it because 
David's the youngest son. He's out in the field. Like he didn't even bring him out. So he's probably not worthy of anything. And I probably would have panicked and just picked a son and went on because I've somehow missed the Lord. I've somehow missed it. But here, Samuel was confident in his ability to hear from the Lord. Typically, it would have been the oldest son. Typically, um, someone else would have been picked to be the anointed king. But Samuel trusted the voice of the Lord. He could have been worried about what Jesse was thinking of him. Um, Why would you want to see my youngest son? That's weird. Um, And he could have been worried about that. Um, I'm sure that Samuel had to feel like he was wrong or missing something. But because he was confident and trusted the voice of the Lord, he waited for God. And this is the place we have to get in our lives. When we receive our word from the Lord, when we have a promise from God, when we're waiting on direction, we can't get to where we doubt our ability to hear from the Lord. We can't get to where we begin to doubt and begin to work it out on our, on our own because we've somehow missed it because it's taking too long. But we have to be confident that we can hear from the Lord. Confident of what he's spoken to us and just wait and see what God is trying to do. Here's what Samuel does. He says, send for him at once, Samuel said. We will not sit down to eat until he arrives. So Jesse sent for him. He was dark and handsome with beautiful eyes. And the Lord said, this is the one, anoint him. So as David stood there among his brothers, Samuel took the flask of olive oil he had brought and anointed David with the oil. And the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon upon David from that day on. Then Samuel returned to Ramah. Hearing from God and trusting his voice and being confident can, can be scary. There's been so many times in my life where I felt like he was calling me to do something, and I'm like, there's no way this is right. There's no way I'm supposed to go do this. But then I I trust him, and I go and do it, and then I see that that person really needed prayer. I see that person really needed the encouragement, and I get to watch God move through me. And that's where we get our faith built up. That's when we are encouraged. That's when we begin to trust his voice. But it's going to take time. It's going to take moments where we step out and Trust him and say, Lord, I hope this is you. Let's find out together. Um, But when we get it right, when we do take those steps of faith and we watch God move, that's where we get to experience him. That's when we develop that personal relationship. And if we're being honest, there's a lot of times where I have missed it. I felt led to pray for someone and they didn't seem all excited and confident. And I'm like, I hope I prayed for them and they needed it. But The worst they could do is get some prayer that they may not have needed. That's not really going to affect them so badly. I'll never forget. There was one time, um, I think Ben was with me. We were at Aldi, and there was an older woman in front of me, and I felt led to pay for her groceries. So we were in line, and Aldi's very fast-paced if you've ever been there. It's the best grocery store ever. I love it. Um, But I felt led to pray for it. So I was like, ma'am, I was like, I'd like to pay for your groceries. And then she kind of pushed me aside. She's like, no, like, I'm okay. I was like, no, I really want to be a blessing. I really think the Lord is telling me to do this. Um, And she did not let me pay for her groceries. So I was very um, embarrassed. I felt very awkward. I was like, what in the world? And I was just, I was trying to hear from the Lord, but I was like, this doesn't make any sense. And who knows? Maybe I did miss it. Or maybe she missed out on a blessing from God. Maybe the Lord was working on her with pride. But 
all that I know is it doesn't really matter if I missed it or not. I was trying to hear from the Lord. I was trying to hear his voice. And I would much rather leave that grocery store thinking, oh, I might have missed it and trying to trust the Lord than leave the grocery store and ignoring the voice of the Lord, ignoring what I think he's calling me to do. And I think this is the place a lot of us need to get this morning. Maybe you are going to take some leaps of faith and it's going to feel like you missed it and you're going to think, God, why did I do that? And you might be a little embarrassed. But I would much rather feel a little embarrassed because I might have missed it than shameful because I ignored the voice of God and missed out on a huge miracle and watching him move. A huge miracle of what God wants to do because I have no doubt that God wants to use every person in this room. He wants to speak to every person in this room. And it's going to take time to learn, just like Samuel. There's times where we have to learn how to hear his voice. It's going to take trying and trying and trying. And then eventually, we're going to get more confident. Eventually, we're going to begin to hear more clear. But it has to take time. We have to trust that process. So I have a few questions for you guys this morning. And you guys can go ahead and stand up. We begin to look at Samuel and the story of David. What if Samuel was more worried about missing it than hearing correctly from the Lord? Would he have anointed the wrong son? What would have happened to David? What would have happened in this story? Throughout the Bible, Samuel does so much for the Lord. What if, what if he never, what if Samuel never would have learned to hear from the Lord? What if he never learned to become confident in his voice from the Lord? But here's the more pressing question. Who is missing out because you're ignoring, ignoring the voice of the Lord? Who is not getting anointed by God? Who's not hearing from God because you're too afraid to step out and trust the voice of the Lord? There's some people in this room, God has been calling you to some things for a while now. But because of fear or worry that you're going to miss it, you haven't stepped out and you haven't done it. But who is missing out because you're not trusting the Lord? What are you missing out on because you're not trusting what God wants to do through you? God wants to move in our lives. He wants to speak to you on a personal level. He wants to move in your life, not just on Sundays, not just through the pastors. He wants to use you. He wants to move through you. So what are you waiting on this morning? What are you waiting on? You guys want to bow your heads.